Happy Saturday, everyone. Welcome to Radiant 17. I want to share a story with you about a, a dear brother in the word. He was experiencing the grace lifting. Let's pick it up. In Genesis chapter 31, Jacob hears Laban's sons were saying, Jacob, take away everything, our father, and from what belongs to our father, he has acquired all his wealth. And Jacob noticed that the attitude of Laban, and he saw that it was not friendly towards him as before. Have you ever been in a space where you've seen the grace lift? Things were going well, things were moving right. And then all of a sudden, um, you, you, you go to work or you go here with a friend and all of a sudden something's off, something don't feel right. I remember last year taking a trip to Dallas and I'd been at the upper room and I was there five days. It was a great time to be there just in prayer noon and night, you know, it was really amazing to be there. But when I got home and I went back to work for my vacation, I remember stepping into the store that I was part of the management team and I was closing that night. And I remember walking back in the store and I felt so disconnected. I didn't feel like this was my store anymore. And I was like, what's going on? Why don't I feel like I belong here? Why don't I feel like this is my store? Like, what happened? And I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I know that I'd been in prayer for five days. And I know when you're in that type of prayer, it can shift some things. It can move some things. And, and But what I didn't know was that I was in the midst of a season that was shifting, that was changing. And shortly after that, um, my job was... Uh, taken due to the store being sold. And I was like, wow. And so like Jacob, Jacob is working for Laban and, and Laban, you know, tricked Jace, Jacob 10 times out of his wages. You know, he, he promised him one thing and did another, you know, he went through a, a gambit of things with him and still Jacob was faithful, faithful. But all of a sudden, Jacob noticed there was something wrong, that there was not that favor there. There was not that grace there. And I feel in this season right now that we're in, some of you are feeling the shift. You may have felt the shift before this pandemic happened. You may have been feeling the shift, but not understanding what was happening or not being able to connect the dots or put the pieces together. You've just been trying to figure out or you've been treading water like, God, what are you saying? What's happening? Why am I being treated like this? Or why am I being pushed to the side? Or why is this happening? But all behind the scenes, something is shifting. Something is shifting in your favor. Something is shifting you in the direction that God wants you to go because we are in a strategic time in which God is ready for his children to step into what he has called them to do. Each one of us have been made in fashion in his likeness. And we've been sent here on earth to do something, to complete something, to build something, to be the extension of the kingdom. And so right now in this season, I believe some of you are experiencing what Jacob and what I experienced last year. 
this shift, this, this change where things don't look the same. What's happened? I don't feel the grace there. And so the Lord begins to speak to Jacob and he tells him, then the Lord says, Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your people and I will be with you. Now, can you imagine how Jacob felt? Return to the place where he ran from some 20 years ago because he had cheated his brother out of his birthright. <laughs> Our God that we serve likes us to confront the things that we are afraid of. He likes to turn our attention to that which we have given the power over ourselves or we've left just undone and not settled. The Lord is, God is a God that wants to tie up the loose ends because those loose ends can come back later and bite you in the end. Ask Saul about that. Saul had the fear of men when he was being anointed king and that same fear of men was the same thing that cost him the kingdom. So God is, a great father that wants us to deal with these things that we need to deal with. And so Jacob now, after he's sensing God's move, the Lord speaks to him. It's like there was a burning bush, but the burning bush was not really a burning bush. It was the, the way his uncle was treating the way the favor had lifted that he turned and realized something was up. And the Lord says, now Jacob, now that I got your attention, now that I got your full attention, now I'm calling you to go somewhere else. Now I'm calling you to go back home. And I can imagine Jacob was like, okay, I'm leaving. Oh man, but I'm going back home to face somebody that wants to kill me, that maybe want to do me in because I wronged them. Or maybe the situation was messed up and, and it wasn't right when, we, when I left. And so Jacob is, man, he's conflicted, but yet he, he's willing to obey God. And the Lord tells him, I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillars and where you made a vow to me. Now stand up and leave and return to the land of your birth. The Lord is calling him to go home. Some of you, God, is shifting your hearts right now. He's directing your steps to confront things. Maybe some of you are being forced to be home in this quarantine and have to confront family issues or family situations. But whatever it is, know that the, your God, our God, is with you. And that he is going to be with you every step of the way. And that whatever God is calling you into, he's calling you into healing. He is the redeemer of life. He is the redeemer of time. He is the redeemer of all things. The scripture in Psalms says, let the redeem of the Lord say so, who has been snatched from the hand of the enemy. It's something about us just being able to shout unto God and say, God, I didn't know that this here could be redeemed. I didn't know that I, you were redeeming this relationship or you was redeeming this job situation that went south. Lord, I didn't know that you could redeem this or redeem that. And that redemption isn't just at the point of salvation, 
But redemption is something that continues to happen throughout your life. Yes, he is the God of the moments. And yes, God can do things just like that. But then sometimes God takes you through a process. And there, there are many things that are being redeemed. And so in that moment, the God of the redeemed steps in that moment and he walks through the moment with you to redeem everything that needs to be redeemed in this situation. It's almost like the picture of how somebody said to me one time, they had this uh, preacher was preaching this message and he said, I was excited. Because I was inside the cell and then all of a sudden I saw Jesus walking by and I got excited because I knew he was going to open the cell and I was going to go free. He says, I watched Jesus open the cell, but then I watched Jesus come in and shut the door behind him and lock it. And I was like, Jesus, what you doing? And he said, I'm here with you in the midst of this. I think that's powerful. If you don't believe God is touched by the feeling of his firmly or that he would love you that much, that he would take you on a journey of healing. And he would say, I'm not just telling you to go back to someplace. I'm not just telling you to to be here in the house with some of your family members that you're having challenges with. I'm not telling you to confront this by yourself, but that I'm coming with you and we're going to do this together. And you're going to watch the redeemer of everything redeemed that which needs to be redeemed in your life so that at the end, the redeemer of the Lord can say so, can shout unto God because we have watched that which the devil has used to oppress God's people, to, to keep people, God's people depressed and suppressed, to go free and to be healed and that to be a door that slams shut to the enemy. That be uh, because we have resisted to the Lord. I mean, we have <laughs> we have listened to the Lord, yes, but we have also resisted the devil. The Bible says, first, you must submit yourself unto God. Then you can resist the devil. Now, Jacob could have said, I'm not doing this. I don't want to go back. I'll go anywhere but back there. But nevertheless, Jacob said, okay, Lord, I'll go. Even though I am afraid, I'm going to go. And sometimes some of us are afraid because what we encounter is painful. What we what we went through, that situation, we can still feel it like it's yesterday, like it's sitting on our back like a monkey and we're trying to get it off. And God said, I want to help you with that, but it's going to require you to trust me. It's going to require you to believe that I will be here every step of the way. It's going to require you to believe that I'm going to not allow that to hurt you ever again. Can we do that? Yes, we can. We can. We really can. And so Jacob begins to prepare his journey home. He begins to get ready to go home and meet his brother. And so Jacob uh, concocts a plan. He's got 12 sons and, you know, he's got an abundance of of livestock and he's, you know, he's got wives and he's ready to go in to meet Jacob. And what he decides to do, because he says, well, Jacob is still probably angry. Now he doesn't know Jacob is angry, but he figures, hey, Jacob is still angry because why? Because the Jacob he knew was angry when he left. 
And so he feels Jacob must be really angry because 20 years have passed. Now, sometimes, some cases, people can still be angry, but that was not the case in this story. But nevertheless, out of not trusting God, but out of his own mind, he comes up with a plan that I'm going to separate my people and I'm going to offer them unto Jacob, unto Esau as this, as this offering. And they're going to be my kids and my wives are going to be his servants. Livestock are going to be his. And that hope that when I finally meet him, he will be so pleased that he will just show me mercy. And I'll just be glad to just be in his house as a servant. When God's calling on his life, when he was in the womb of his mother, the Lord tells Rebecca, she said, Lord, what's going on in my belly? Why? It seems like it's a war going on. And God said it because there's two people in your belly. He said, the older shall serve the younger. The blessing, God's blessing, God's call, God's chosen seal upon this one, Jacob, is the one God put that on. And because of she heard this from the Lord when her sons were born, and now they're getting ready to, getting ready, the dad's getting ready to pass on and pass on the blessing. She actually thought the blessing that God was talking about was the firstborn blessing of being the first one coming out. But the blessing God was talking about was something far more bigger than that. And so she concocted a plan to deceive her husband. And that's what put Jacob in this situation. And he had to run for his life. Now he has to go back to the one he deceived. And he has to face him alone because mom and dad are gone, long gone. They're moved on. They're with the Lord. But now he has to face them. But he's not alone because the God of Israel on his journey as he was running for his life met him at Bethel where Jacob had this dream. And he saw the angels ascending and descending. And God tells him, I will be with you and I will surely bring you back into this land and I will not relent until that is done. God is faithful and true to his word. And so now it's time for that word to be fulfilled. I'm telling you right now, it's time for now some of these words that you've been receiving to be fulfilled, but it's going to require you to turn towards something that you got to confront because on the other side of that is destiny. On the other side of that is healing. On the other side is redemption. On the other side is peace. And so if, you, if you're just willing to give God a chance, you've tried everything else, nothing works. But I guarantee that if you take this thing and put it in his hand, he can take that, which, which seems so hard, which seems so over, that seems so overpowering or seems to have something over you. God says, I can undo it if you trust me. And so, like I said, he concocted a plan like many of us do. We concoct plans and how we're going to do this. But God had a plan. And this plan was not the plan that Jacob had. It was not God's plan for Jacob to take all that God had given him to give it away. No, because the Lord had said, son, I will bless you. And that same blessing that I put on Abraham, I put on you. 
And that same blessing that is on Jacob, God's performed that. He's brought an increase into his posterity. He's brought an increase in livestock. He's brought an increase. That word is unfolding. It's going to constantly unfold. And so God is not telling him to take that which he's given him and give it away. And that's where we need to consult God. That's where we need to lean in and say, Lord, okay, I know that this is a challenge and I know that I'm challenged by this. I know this, I'm afraid. It's okay to be honest with the Lord. Help me. Even the man that when Jesus said, Ken, do you believe I can heal your son? And he said, Lord, I want to believe, but help my unbelief. He was honest. Sometimes it just takes us being honest with the Lord saying, Lord, I am in a space I'm afraid. I want to trust you. I want to believe you. Help me trust you. Help me believe. Help me see what I can't see. Help me know that there's more with me than against me. Help me know that I am an overcomer, that greater is in me than he is in the world. And if, if you ask, the Bible says he will give it to you freely. He will show it to you. He wants to make known to us so that we can stand in faith and move forward. And so God begins to lead Jacob on this journey and journey and Jacob separated his people. And now Jacob's in this place where he's alone. And all of a sudden the Bible says a man showed up and Jacob began to wrestle, wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. And this reminds me of a situation about a few years ago, about four years ago, me and a good friend went up to um, Redding, California, up to this church. And it's interesting um, a friend of mine who we were renting this cottage, her son had written this beautiful letter, like inspired by God, that a father would write to a son, like giving him an invitation. And so she's reading this to me. She sends it to me by text and I'm reading it. And I'm like, wow, man, this is like a serious invitation. Man, I, I felt the tugging of the Lord, like pulling on my heart. And so we planned, we went up there and we thought, that everything was going to be, we're going to be in different services. We're going to be in different worship nights and just having a good time. And when we got there to this place, everything was shut down until that next Sunday. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I just laughed to myself because I said, oh man, Lord, you got a sense of humor. If you guys don't think God has a sense of humor, the Lord has a sense of humor. And I sat there and said, oh my goodness. And Every day for at least, we were there for eight days, but every day for seven days, we wrestled with the Lord. That I didn't feel any present. I didn't know if he was in the room, but yet I would have dreams and he would bring up these things. He would bring up these little things. He would bring up these small things. And I'm like, man, these things are still here. And I had to confront these things. And, and I was just saying, Lord, man, this is really hard. This is really challenged. I can't feel your presence. I can't seem to connect. And only seem, only way he was talking to me was in my dreams. Or if I took a break to watch a little TV, he would speak to me through the TV and it would cause me to go look something in the Bible and I would go look it up and it would be speaking to me about myself. And so there was just this whole week of this going on where I'm just wrestling with myself. And it seemed like everything that could come up was coming up. And I remember saying, Lord, I was just complaining. God, I just can't feel you. And the Lord said to me, he said, son, he said, do you know that there's something coming 
He said, deception is going to be so high that if you can't get past the census, if you can't know that I'm truly in the room after I told you I never leave you nor forsake you, that I'm with you always, if you cannot know that without feeling me, you will not make it in the time to come. And the Bible says that be not deceived or that be aware, be vigilant, be sober-minded because deception is coming and deception could deceive the very elect of God if we're not connected. Saints of God, we got to take God at his word. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by our senses. We don't walk by what we can see or what we can feel. Well, if I feel his presence, he's in here. If I see him do something, I know he's in there. If I smell him or if the Lord was saying, if you can't get past that, do you know they're going to be lying wonders that will appeal to the senses? And they'll be so convincing that you will think it was truly God, but it isn't. It's, it's the enemy masking as the angel of light, masking as the Holy One, so to speak, but he's really not. He's coming to deceive and he'll use men to do it. And so the Lord was saying, son, this is where you have to stretch out by faith. And I remember like Jacob, as Jacob continued to wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. And I remember the Bible says that the angel looked and he saw the day begin to break and he noticed that Jacob was still holding on. That's how I felt. I, I went from God, I can't feel you to Lord, please don't let me leave here unless you change me. I don't want to leave unless I change. I don't want to leave unless you, you do something different at me. My cry was different and I wasn't letting go. I was holding on with everything I could, even though I could not sense or feel him with my senses. I knew he was present and I was holding on with everything that was in me. And my cry was, God, don't let me go home the same. Don't let me go home the same. And that's what Jacob was saying. I don't want to be the same. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And finally, the angels figures, I'm going to touch him on his hip, put his hip out of joint. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do anything. It didn't shake him whatsoever. I love, I love that Jacob had this grip. I remember my grandmother, when we were kids, my grandmother was known to have a strong hand. So she had this grip, they call it the death grip. But if she grabbed you, you wasn't getting free. You were in trouble and you wasn't getting free. And I remember my dad, who was a really strong man, he was a boxer. I remember she grabbed him one time and as strong as he was, he could not break free. That's how Jacob was with that angel. Even though the angel knocked his hip out of sight, he did not let him go. He held on tight. He said, God, you've got to bless me. I cannot go back to my brother the same way I left. It's got to be something different. It's got to be a shift. It's got to be a change. I want to be free of this. This needs to be your cry. When you are faced with whatever you're faced with, the place where you need healing, that needs to be your cry. You, God, I, I, I don't want to feel this anymore. I don't want to be oppressed by this anymore. I don't want to be depressed by it. I don't want to lose sleep. I don't want the enemy to steal from me. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you heal me. I will not let you go until you redeem that which needs to be redeemed. And I guarantee you, at the end of that week, 
with the Lord. God did what he needed to do. And it, and it opened up more doors for the Lord to sit down and pull things out of my heart that needed to be pulled out to set me free and to set me on the path that he has for me. He wants to do this for you as well. And he did that for Jacob. And he said, but Jacob held on so tight, God changed his name. He said, you are a prince that has prevailed with God and man. A prince. You have, you have acquired such an authority that you have prevailed with God and man. You have, you have struggled, you have been through, and hear you on the other side, victorious. God wants us to be victorious in our every aspect of our lives. These things that have hurted us or, or have came against us and from our past, God says, I want to now deal with these things. And I just want to encourage you, as you are yielding in this season, as you, everything is pulled away, all the distractions are moved and you can give God your full attention, I want to encourage you, give him your attention. Let him do what he always wanted to do in you, that you can go free. Like Jesus told Peter, he said, when you get strong, strengthen the brethren. You can, what you have, the, what you have come to victory in is what you can share with your brothers. And I just want to encourage you as we close and land this plane. I love, I love just being with you guys. You guys are amazing. And I love just sharing stories just about what God has done and tying them into my life and then even helping you see your own space. And I just want to encourage us, we pray. I want to pray that the Lord would strengthen your heart and would give you the courage to stand, to believe that God is still in control, that his hand is upon your life and his plan for you, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, it's good. It's a good plan. It's a great plan. And he will never leave you nor forsake you, but that he'll come right in the midst of the process and he will walk out redemption in your life in a way that you've never seen it. I pray that for you right now. And I pray that your faith will not fail. I pray that it will lead you to the evidence of God's promise and I just plead the blood over you. And I pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. I pray that your heart, I pray that your hunger would be stirred to see him. I pray that your hunger and thirst would be stirred. I bless you and honor you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus name we pray, amen. I just wanna encourage you guys, hey, if you got testimonies or you got thoughts or just things you wanna share, after hearing the podcast, you can email me at radiantprayerhouse17 at gmail.com. That's radiantprayerhouse17, all lower caps, the numbers together, gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. God bless you. And I'll talk to you next time.